Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to the Bay of Bunks Friends. Season six. If y'all haven't recognized the sounds of our voice, I am the Professor John Gotti. And this is Dr. Wednesday Night himself. No, no, no. Because Doc has a new nickname for this season. Wow. Wow. As he has traveled the lands, went through the Great Plains, down to the great state of Texas. And he arrived back to the great state of North Carolina and has now been dubbed Doc the Kid Renegades. Regulators. Mount up. Wow, Doc the Kid. Hey, I'll embrace it. And I will become Dr. Kid Prof. It is so good to be back. What an off-season. But before we jump into that, we got a brand new website. We do. And it is live. TheBetamongstFriends.com.com. So make sure you all tune into that. Check out all of our old shows. Uh, We're going to have some shirts on there for purchase. It's going to be all good. And speaking of all good and things that are new, we have a new. No, no, no. You got to do it the right way to to represent the Fink. And new format. Weekday format. Yes, you did not hear incorrectly, folks. Monday through Friday, you'll be able to listen to the Beta Monks Friends. A new episode will be live 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Exactly. And I know it's been tough waiting every Thursday through Monday to wait for Debate Amongst Friends to drop again. That's why we said, you know what, let's give the fans something to really tune into Every day, we're going to catch you with the news, the hot takes, and the reads. Yes. And And without a phrase, with the tear in our eyes, we're going to give you what you want. Exactly. Now, in honor of J. Cole dropping his album, which is going to be legendary, the offseason, that's where we figured we would start this segment prop we had the draft we did actually let's go back we ended the season with the bucks winning the super bowl we did and i'm still riding high i don't know if you was riding high sir you i wasn't i it was, it was yeah i was I can't. Uh, it I was can't, a little ebb and flow we, we cannot start off this season with, <laughs> with a lie lying to the people <laughs> I won't lie. It was pretty uh, ebb and flow. I mean, if you watch the games, you know they were up and down. It's all good. Of we course. won, though. We I won. Mean, and we discussed this off and on. Definitely on the show. We did. Show. We did. Uh, a lot uh, of it during the offseason. But yes, for those course. that don't know, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as Doc. That's right. Buccaneers. That's right. Defeated the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, which was a great defensive effort. So, of course, I was happy because I'm all about the defense. Of course. Um, but after that, we had 
the draft. We did. Um, we had Vice launching the dark side, uh, not only dark side of the ring new season, but now mm. the dark side of football. football. Yes. Which is also awesome. Something that we're going to make sure we touch on in this show because they're really, really good episodes. Um, but then we had a lot of sp- a lot of sprinkles of wrestling biographies. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of sprinkled wrestling biographies. Um, I felt like WWE was putting them out. I mean, we were just engulfed in biographies. Yes. Um, but and, and also, quick plug, uh, if you haven't checked them out, check out Wrestling Bios on YouTube because he made some incredible stuff as well, too. So as much as we're going to talk about Dark Side of the Ring and as much as we're going to talk about the A&D uh, biography and the other stuff that uh, a, uh, WWE Legends, um, mm-hmm. definitely check out Wrestling Bios as well. We want to make sure he gets his props as well. Absolutely. Um, and of course, we're still playing games. We're still doing everything that we normally do. Yeah, We're just going tell, to tell about the, the game that we just finished and your experience on that real quick. So we ran the division one back. We said, let's run it back. Right. Let's t-shirt on, but he doesn't have a t-shirt on. That's all good. Let's run it back. We played it the first time. We knew it was great. We had a great time the first time, but this time I said, Hey, Let's try and really dive deep into this game. Let's get all the phone recordings. Let's get all the echoes. Let's get all the missing agents. Let's try and touch every crevice of this map, with the exception of that blasted dark zone where all the cheesers live. That's right. I said it. Those cheesers out there just waiting for us at the entrance to snipe us as we're loading in. Those scumbags. (laughs) <laughs> there's the first scumbag of the of the entire season folks don't worry yes. we, we should actually make a scumbag counter but we'll definitely count after like 400 exactly but um the division is awesome so since we went back and played the division we we did everything we leveled up we decided you know what let's kick the tires of some borderlands 3 and we're back and having a great time absolutely i'm glad that you're enjoying it brother oh yeah got me away from El Madone. Ah, yikes. <laughs> yeah. Since the death of the EFL, I've tinkered with Madden. Uh, not too much, but yes, the death of the EFL definitely lies solely on the newest Madden. Uh, maybe next one will be better. Um, but with that, let's take a quick break and let's get to our main subject of the day. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. And... B A playoffs. We'll begin tomorrow, but Doc, the final games of the season concluded the other day on Sunday. Shout out to the NBA YouTube channel for doing a score tracker of all the games. So for those that wasn't unable to watch the games, you can at least keep track of the score. They also provided some stats on there as well, too. So if you didn't really have anything to do, that was a perfect place to be. But Doc, Absolutely. let's start on the East because we got two playing games happening tomorrow. We're going to get our thoughts. We're going to provide our predictions for these real quickly as well. I'm really happy about some of the teams that are in the East, especially the playing games. And I think this is the main point of this system. You got teams that really wouldn't be here you know in indiana and charlotte they would be out completely um so i like the fact especially a hungry charlotte team 
Um, they're on the cusp of turning it around. So I'm pretty happy. And I believe that because they've been hungry and they believe that they're better, they should win this game. I'm actually going to go with you as well, too. They've uh, been rolling. I don't think they won their game yesterday. I think they did, actually. Um, which, of course, again, I didn't really watch the sure. YouTube channel, but I just kind of glanced at it at like 10 o'clock. No, you're fine. So. You're, you're absolutely I'm actually going to go with you as well, too. I think while Indiana has a pretty, I mean, remarkable season, despite the fact they that have they have a good team. Like they have a good team, but like they're missing something. Um, but I think Charlotte, with a lot of people's rookie of the year, um, you know, mm-hmm. rolling in, I mean, I feel like they can pull the upset. But I do like the format. I think this will give us that little March Madness type of vibe as well, too. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Charlotte. Excellent. And uh, just to let you know here, the Pacers did win yesterday. Charlotte actually lost to one of the one of the next teams, which is the Washington Wizards, who who did beat the Hornets. The Pacers beat the Raptors and the Celtics lost to the uh, the New York Knicks. Uh, But the second game, Washington, I'm not sure. Boston, I have no idea. what is going on? Their decline is astronomical. Um, it's so big, but I feel like they should win. Um, I, I, obviously, they got Mr. Triple Double on the other side. Um, the the new king of Triple Double. Uh, just slap him on a Triple Double whopper, I guess. I don't know. Um, but they got him. And... I'm not sure who's going to win this game. I'm going to assume that Boston would win, but gonna, it just depends on if they show up. I'm going to go with Washington. Boston still has a lot of injuries, issues. Um, I don't think they're – like, we know that a lot of teams are limping into the playoffs, but, like, this team is really limping into the playoffs. Um, and I think their road to the championship for Boston ends in the playing tournament. Okay. So then we have the rest of the seeding. Um, we got, obviously, the 76ers are the number one seed. They get that little – I guess we're going to call this a little buy, <laughs> a little mini buy, I guess. I mean, they have um, a little mini buy because it's weird. they're all starting at the same – well, all the seeding games are all happening at the same time. It's just gotcha. there's an extra game for teams between 7 to 10. That's all it is. It's not and really I'm okay good. with it. I'm really happy with it. Uh, so you got the Sixers at one. Brooklyn still, even though they had multiple injuries, wound up getting the number two seed, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, at number three, we have the Milwaukee Bucks quietly just working their way into the playoffs. Yeah, um, they, they have a lot of kings in their armor. Yeah, less pressure, though, um, for them, because la- obviously last season they were number one and they got knocked out pretty early. Uh, so it was kind of like not a boom, but a bust. Um, then you have the New York Knicks at number four, I mean, uh, the Atlanta oh oh. Congrats to them. There you go. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks at number five and the Miami Heat finishing up here at number six. Um, they also, I felt like they stumbled into the playoffs a little bit as well. Obviously, I mentioned off the podcast that they lost Victor Oladipo. Um, so I don't know how, I don't know how great they're going to be, but against Milwaukee, they're going to have to step it up to another level to get back to where they were last season. Absolutely. And I don't know. I don't know if they'll they'll have that run. 
All right. Now on Wednesday, we're going to have the West playing games between the Memphis Grizzlies versus the San Antonio Spurs and the Lakers versus the Warriors, Boyle. Um, Another two teams, again, young, some experienced players in the mix. Uh, Obviously, you got Pop. You know, you don't want to give Pop that extra chance. Nope. You know, because, I mean, can you imagine running it from 10? Oh, that's going to be such a mad. Like, that would capture that NCAA Cinderella exactly. story. Which is what and, their, their attention is. Oh, my goodness. That would be magical. But, um, but I, obviously. As much as I like Pop and Pop don't get angry at me for complimenting you, shout out sure. to Tim Duncan for his Shout out to Tim speech. Duncan. I did watch it. It was good. I think Memphis can take him. Yeah, John Moran is playing unbelievable. And um, I actually really, really like some of the other players that they have um, that I don't think gets get enough credit. Um, but so yeah, I team, agree. You're not going to get as much uh, publicity. That's true. And we talked about Especially that, actually. Especially given the second game. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, yeah. Without question. Uh, now, I will say this about the second game. It is very... It's interesting. Obviously, the meme went around that said, hey, LeBron wanted this last year, and now this year he's against it. I feel like people Uh, are just complaining just for the sake of complaining, honestly. I actually don't have a problem with this. I thought this was a brilliant idea. Number one, if you're 7 to 10, you are always on the brink of, of one game away from being eliminated. So... I felt like this was a great opportunity for that those last four teams to battle it out. I thought this was a phenomenal idea, and I'm happy that they implemented it. So if the Lakers get eliminated, that's fine with me. (laughs) Unfortunately, they're not going to get eliminated because now they have everyone coming back. Man, listen, LeBron's coming back because he knows that this is a – hold on, listen, listen, hear this out. He's coming back because he knows that Steph, who just won scoring title, will destroy his team single-handedly. Of course. Because he's done it before. I LeBron to say that. <laughs> well, no, LeBron needs to be on the floor so that he could just, even if even if LeBron's just on the floor, they have to respect it. I don't think Anthony Davis could win it with these other guys against Steph and his guys. Even though they're not at full strength, I still think Golden State We'll push the Lakers to the end of this game. I want Golden State to win it, but I know the Lakers are going to win it. Of course. Of yeah. course now the storyline is going to be, well, if LeBron wins this title coming from the seventh seed. Mm, the seventh okay, seed, yeah. That's, that's the perfect way to call him. The, like, that, that's, like, you already know how much I hate that. I hate the fact that so, we have to talk about all these GOAT conversations and it's people coming back from like 3-1 in a championship game or, you know, people having to come from like the seventh seed to win it all, to be called the goat. Like I thought it was all about, you know, dominating your particular era, but. So tell me this. So, cause this is the part that I don't really care about the prediction. I mean, it, either way, the, the state of California will win here. Yeah, um, I didn't get this part here, which is the winner of nine and 10 obviously goes against the, I guess the, the winner. Yeah. Okay. So the winner of nine and 10 becomes the eight. Yes. And the winner of the 7-8 becomes the 7. I wouldn't want to go play Phoenix. 
no one wants to go play Phoenix. So if I'm, I mean, if I'm the Lakers, it stinks because you can't, I mean, obviously you can't lose because you're out. Um, but I would so rather be at the top in the eighth or the ninth or tenth spot so I can play Utah. I'd rather play Utah than Phoenix. Yeah. So so if you win the 9-10 game, then you face off against, uh, looks like you face off against the... The number one. That's what I'm saying. This picture is so weird. Yeah, I think it's um so it's supposed to be like a double elimination for nine ten. So if you win the first one, then you have to face off against the uh winner of nine ten. And then the right. loser of that becomes the eighth seed, and the winner of that becomes the seventh seed. Gotcha. So I mean, either way you're in, it just yeah. that's just so you have to play two games, then you get seeded into yes. got it yeah, okay so if you win seven eight you're good you're the number seven seed got it so here we go i wouldn't want to play against phoenix no. i would do anything i could to get to play utah if i'm coming out of that california matchup um but since we're already talking about it here number one we have the utah jazz who have been balling all season they do have some injuries i would still attack them if i'm any of those teams mm-hmm Number two, MVP, MVP candidate Chris Paul playing outstanding not, basketball. Not he was MVP ballots. Hey, which is hey, hey, he, he, we gonna give him the award. We'll maybe we'll have our own awards. Maybe, maybe. we'll have our let's, own let's, awards. Let's, let's do about that. Like yeah. maybe second week. Yeah, we will have our own awards. So then we had number three, Denver, always a scrappy team. Uh, obviously, they had some additions during the trade deadline, um, which is awesome. Of course, the uh, Jamal Murray injury. Uh, hurt them but, yeah big uh, time Jokic is the uh, hands down MVP of this season and that's why they have Michael Porter Jr. they picked up what Aaron Gordon they have mm-hmm. they have some really talented pieces there uh you got the Clippers they just been kind of hanging around um trying to play low-key I feel like this season because last season they really flopped out well last season everyone was overhyped in them too which didn't help hey that's why I said about Brooklyn Brooklyn taking that number two, my uh, Milwaukee taking that number three, takes that pressure off and puts it smack dab on Philly. Yep. So it's kind of perfect. Uh, so number five, we have the Dallas Mavericks, who Luca, I mean, throughout most of the season played like an MVP. Um, I just don't think they've built a team around him to be successful just yet. Like, I just, it's the team. It's not him. It's the, the, the whole embodiment of the team. Yes. And I'm not buying Kristaps Porzingis just yet. I, I think the Knicks got a steal by getting rid of him, honestly. Hindsight. Hindsight, of course, 2020. Um, but I don't think Porzingis – I think getting rid of Porzingis actually was a really, really great idea for the Knicks. Again, I think, hindsight. I think getting rid of a lot of those people in the front office was just as good, if you really think about it, because once they were gone at the KP trade – that's when we started to make baby steps instead of trying to make leaps and balance. But I do agree. Also, I think him on Dallas is a priest. It, I don't know. It, it, I don't it's, know. it's pretty good. I think they just, it's more about just trying to find a way to click, honestly, if you really think about it. I, I personally don't agree. I think that he's, I don't know. I feel like he's a liability. And, and it's, if there was a time to trade him, it would have been this past de- trade deadline, but I know he'd been on in and on and off the injured list. Yep. Uh, so it's hard, but 
nonetheless, they're the number five seed. Number six, we got Portland, who always makes the playoffs exciting, at least. They just don't win. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I they don't think, win. I think it's getting towards the time where they need to break the band up. Yeah, and I know that there are a couple coaches on the hot seat. Obviously, uh, we talked about it off the podcast, but on the podcast, this is a guy here, Stotts. Is it, it's Stotts, guy. yeah. Uh, that's going to be on the hot seat. Obviously, in Milwaukee, we didn't talk about Mike Budenholzer being on the hot seat. Um, it, it's just, this is one of those times where, you know, you have to either, we're going to just say it, ish, or get off the pot yes. kind of thing. Um, and Portland has broken my Rockets hearts many a times just to lose in the next round. (laughs) So, you know, we get the bye-bye Dame occasionally, and then they get sent home the next week, um, typically. So it's like, it's always that next game. Like you think they're about to take that, that next step and then they get slapped back down. Um, and then obviously we got seven through 10, but it's going to be an interesting playoff. Nonetheless, I love the new format. Um, I'm really looking forward to these play in games, but let's take a quick break and we'll come back with more debate amongst friends right after this. Uh, we're going to start with the unfortunate passing of our music icon, Earl Simmons, DMX. Um, we definitely quoted him many a times growing up and in our adulthood. So we definitely wanted to catch up with you all and just take a quick second and honor DMX. Thank you. Uh, and with that, we want to bring up an uplift uh, we mentioned earlier Tim Duncan's speech at the Hall of Fame ceremony this past week. Um, what a great, great speech, by the way. Uh, but let's go over some of these uh, Hall of Famers from the 2020 class, Boyle. I mean, let's get straight to it. I mean, anything is possible. I feel like people only recognize him just from that quote, but we're talking about one of the most tenacious hard-working, competitive players that you ever see. I mean, I always enjoy watching KG play. My play style didn't reflect it, but I've always enjoyed the way that he incorporated both the physical aspect of the game, the mental aspect of the game, and the psychological aspect of the game. And the fact that he... Technically, should have his banner put in two teams, Minnesota and Boston. Without question. And I think, honestly, I love what Tim Duncan said uh, about him and Kobe uh, pushing him. Um, you know, really, really, that, that class, that this class really made basketball fun. Um, yes. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, with the utmost confidence. And then one of my favorite coaches, Rudy T, getting in and actually saying that he should... Never the heart of the champion. Right. And stating out loud for the public to hear that Robert Ori should be next. Oh, Uh, he did. He did that too. Oh, I know he did. He Um, got a lot of heat from that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like it was a really, really good event. Um, obviously, it would have been great if Kobe would have been there, Absolutely. obviously, to give the, the speech. Shout out to Vanessa Bryant, by the way. Of who, course. Whose who speech, like, almost drove me to tears, like... And and it you know it, it keeps going back to what we keep talk what we always talk about both on the stream and off the stream about why people don't appreciate these public figures when we have them, and it's always post mortem is when they really want to try to appreciate all they had uh, contributed to the game of basketball, and I feel like that's a disservice. Yeah, and I just feel like it. it it just puts things into perspective, I guess, for life. And, uh, you know, we, we're going to end on a high note, but it puts things into perspective, um, especially when you look at uh, the likes of Tamika Catchings and Barbara Stevens, um, you know, and Kim Mulkey, actually. Kim Mulkey. Um, it, it just puts things into perspective that, you know, this could have been any of them. And these, these guys are larger than life to, to most of us. Uh, we see them work on and off the court, and when somebody loses their life so early, and he was this was an early loss, Fair. you know, um, it just hurt so bad. And I definitely wish that he would have been there to actually give his own speech. Of course, his daughter Gigi as well in the stands, um, but we know they were looking down, applauding from heaven there. Um, and lastly. And this, I'm going to say this is a high note because, I mean, I feel like this guy's been doing this forever. Marv Albert, sir. Marv Albert, calling it a career. He said, I'm done saying and one and the foul. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm a legend. I'm, I'm already a legend. There's no need for me to be out here anymore. I'm going to let Mike Green's bang take over. And people have been saying bang a lot. Bang is um, he, he really does a good job. He does. I mean, he he does at the most opportune time. And and I think that's something that's missing from a lot of these other uh commentators and analysts. Like, yeah, they try to do their catch, but they, they don't have the right timing, you know? Like timing is everything. But yeah, my uh Marv Albert is decided to call it a career. Um, he will finish his career at the Eastern Conference finals it's the last time we'll hear and the foul his and the foul is so iconic and really drove 90s basketball like it when did. you heard that and the foul yep. it was so perfect um yep. but it, it definitely drove the am one movement yes yes um but with that ladies thank you ladies oh my goodness i'm thinking flat football ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of debate amongst friends we are back and better than ever and we will be back tomorrow you will hear this at 4 p.m monday through friday tune in tomorrow not next week but tomorrow for more news more analysis and the reads rest in peace grandma <laughs>